We're part of River Valley um, um, Fellowship of Ministries uh, here in the St. Croix Valley, and their vision is to reach this valley with churches and with the Word of God. And they have a podcast called Light Up the Valley. Everyone say Light Up the Valley. And so they pass, they post messages from different churches in our organization. And the last two Sundays, our message has been posted on that podcast. So you can go to Light Up the Valley and you can go and you can listen to the last couple of weeks podcast. But soon you'll have it on YouTube. So we wanted to give you that. How many of you know the Word of God gives us plenty of instructions, right? And... Uh, it has been said that there's more verses on money and how to handle finances than anything else in the Word of God. But the book, the book of Proverbs, sometimes people say, well, the Old Testament were for, was for the Jews, and we're not, in, we're not under the Old Testament, we're a New Testament church, which is correct. But they both do work together. But in the middle of that, there's something called Proverbs. And Proverbs is a book of wisdom. How many know whether you're Old Testament, New Testament, you've got to have some wisdom in life? Now, if you happen to be lacking wisdom, then Proverbs is a good book to gather wisdom out of, right? Because there's 30, uh, 31 chapters in there, and there's 31 days in the month, if it's a 31-day month. So you can open Proverbs, read it one chapter every day, and you're going to get wisdom from God. And so wisdom never goes out of style. Bell-bottom pants went out of style. Then they brought them back in, and I hope they come in style again. <laughs> Doing the 70s thing, right? There are some things I hope never come back again. I won't get into that, but uh, uh, Proverbs chapter number 3, please. Proverbs chapter number 3 is what I wanted to get to. And in verse 7, there's some wisdom here. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil, for it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. How many know it's good to reverence God, have a fear of God, right? And it's good when you get out of evil because it's healthy. Anyone want to say healthy? That's wisdom. Verse 9 is what I wanted to get to. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. You know, there's something about honoring God. There's something about honoring those who are in high places of authority. In our country today, there's a lack of honor toward those that are in places of authority. But there is no higher authority than God himself. You know, in the old days, when you came in before a king, you would always, you would never come in before a king empty-handed. You would bring something. Sometimes they'd bring spices for, from a foreign land. Sometimes they would bring uh, an animal or something or uh, a jewel or whatever, and they would present it to the king. You know, in the New Testament, Jesus at his birth, after his birth, he was just a little child at the time. And there are wise men, magi, that came from the east. And at Christmas time, we talk about that. And they had traveled a long way and they followed the star until the star stood right over where Jesus' house was at. And then they went in, knocked on the door, went in, and they found Jesus, the child there. And they worshiped Jesus. 
and they opened their gifts, they opened their treasures, and they gave them gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They did that because they were honoring the king. According to this verse of scripture, it says that if you and I will honor the Lord with our possessions and with the first fruits of all of our increase, your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now, in that day, there was an, they relied on agriculture real heavy and in some parts of our country, they still do. But notice this, your, our, say this with a, your barns will be filled with plenty. Well, I don't have a barn, but I do have a checking account. <laughs> and there is a savings account, and there's retirement things like that, you know. But as you honor God, he sees to it that you'll always have plenty. That's what I'm trying to get to. It's just wisdom to honor God. You're here on Sunday morning. You're honoring God by being here and worshiping him. You honor God when you open his word and you read it. Well, you also honor God when you just bless him with some of your substance, some of what he's blessed you with. All right, you guys ready for the Word of God today? I mean, the Word of God makes a big difference in your life. You know, in the Word of God, you'll find truth. You won't necessarily find truth, a whole lot of truth on television, but you can find truth in the Word of God, right? And there's revelation that comes by the Word of God. There's light and there's understanding. The Word of God, the Bible teaches us health to all of our flesh. As you read and hear the Word of God, it actually helps you to be healthier in life. Can you use some health, right? Well, the Word of God is all of that. And uh, so we're going to examine the Word of God today. Acts chapter 16. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 16, please. Acts chapter 16. And if you don't have one, just raise your hands and one of our ushers will let you use one. Or you can look on your phone or iPad or whatever device you have. Acts chapter 16. Uh, here we celebrated our church's anniversary um, uh, last month, a uh, one-year anniversary. It's Impact Church. And how many know uh, God has called our church to impact this area, impact this community? But there are things that can impact your personal life. How many of you know God wants to impact your personal life? Amen. Amen. God doesn't want to just leave you where, he, where you're at right now. Thank God, right? He always calls us up higher and he wants um, his word, his Holy Spirit, and he wants to impact you in a great way, your life and your family. God wants to impact your life so much that the impact that he brings to your life will go from you to the generation behind you, to the generation after that. Are you listening to me, right? Remember, it's Abraham, right? Isaac, Jacob. He's interested in impacting families. And so this message today is something that will help you to impact your life. All right, you guys ready for it? Acts chapter 16, let's look at it. I'm reading out of a New King James Bible. There's 10 verses here, verse 1. And this is talking about, you know, Timothy, Paul, and Silas. Then he, Paul and Silas are traveling. Then he came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him to go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through 
the cities. They delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. You know, the church was being established, and so the original apostles, those 12 that were there when the church was started, they determined, and the elders determined some decrees that the church should keep. Verse 5, so the churches were strengthened in faith and increased in number daily. How many know we need more churches? And it's good when God adds churches daily. Verse 6, when they had gone through Priglia in the regions of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they came to Mysia, I think as I said that, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Torres. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleading with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. One other verse of scripture, Romans chapter 8, Romans the 8th chapter. You're right there, Romans is right after Acts, Romans chapter 8. And I want you to notice this, verse number 12. These two portions are going to be vital in our message today. Paul's writing, he says, Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. That's a powerful portion of Scripture. If your body's doing things and you're doing things that you want to, don't want to do, right here he says, but if the, he says here, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit... You put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. It's a great thing. Verse 14, for as many are, for as many are as led by the Spirit of God, these are the what? They're what? For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the message today. We thank you that there's something for everyone here in the room. The pickiest of eaters, Father, you have something for them today. And we count it a privilege to hear your word in Jesus' mighty name. Someone said amen. Amen. I said that this is going to impact your life. You know, here, you know, being a son of God has a tremendous impact on your life. I'll say it again. Being a child of God has a great impact on your life. I don't know about you. My kids are impacted by being in my family. How many know my kids have full access to the refrigerator? (laughs) My kids don't have to go next door to get something out of the refrigerator, right? I don't say, oh, that's my food. You don't touch that food. No, they have full access to everything that belongs to me. Did you know you and I as children of God have full access to everything that belongs to us through the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. We have access to mercy. We have access to grace, right? We have access to forgiveness. We have access even to his Holy Spirit. 
That's an amazing thing, amen? We have access. It's important. It'll impact you when you and I are aware of the fact that we are children of God and we have access. We have a covenant right. We're in the family and we can access all that God would have for us. But back here in Acts chapter 16, we'll go back there in verse number 6. And when they had gone through Priglia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden. Everyone say forbidden. By the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. I thought they were supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Well, it's a big world, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Right? Maybe they thought, maybe, maybe God wanted them to go to Japan. I don't know. But they tried to go there and they were forbidden. And after they came to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not what? Permit them. So passing Mysia, they came to Taurus, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And he saw the vision, and a Macedonian man said, come over here and help us. And they went over to help him. I want to talk to you. The title of this message is Learning to Move with the Spirit. We need to learn to move with the Holy Spirit as family members. I said we need to learn to move. Everyone say learn to move. With the Holy Spirit, because we're family members. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? God's the Father, Jesus is the Son, and the Holy Spirit has been given to you and I to help us in life. And as children of God, my children learn to open the refrigerator, right? They learned to serve themselves whatever was in there. But as children of God, we need to learn how to function with the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Father is not here in the earth today. Jesus physically isn't in the earth today. But the Spirit of God is what's in the earth today. And so... God may not be here, Jesus may not be here, but his Holy Spirit has been given to every member of the family and we need to learn to function or follow or flow with him. Are you excited about this this morning? Because without it, it, you could come up short of what God would have for you. This is a great message. Notice this, the Holy Spirit forbid them from preaching the word to Asia. Could the Holy Spirit actually forbid you from doing something? How many of you know the Holy Spirit knows what's best for you and I? Amen. I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit will know, knows what's best, right? I remember years ago, I was attending the Assembly of God Church. I was in the Assembly of God Church, and I was at this time uh, in a relationship with this young lady, and we're in church, and we're attending church together. And I got my arm around her, and we're sitting in the service. And I'm thinking, like, down the road, we're going to get married. In the middle of that church service, the Holy Spirit started dealing with me. She's not the one for you. Is that right? <laughs> now, I argue with God. My pastor's preaching. I don't have the foggiest clue what he said in that service. All I know is, is that God's dealing with me. This ain't the right one. And he said, I got better. Well, better's here. 
Amen. And thank God I wasn't the Holy Spirit. Amen. And sometimes, you know, it can save you a lot of trouble. I remember a minister was telling a story. He was pastoring a church, and at this church he was pastoring, uh, one of the ladies came, and she was crying and bawling and stuff, and she was walking real fast, and him and his wife were concerned that something major took place, and uh, and and they said, Sister, what's wrong? And she goes, it's that, that husband of mine. Well, what's wrong? He's been beating on me. And then she said, I don't know why God put, put that on me. And he looked at her and said, Sister, the Lord didn't put that on you. She goes, well, what do you mean? She goes, you wanted him. <laughs> right? Could the Holy Spirit protect her from that? This thing where you and I are children of God, I, I hadn't even planned on saying that, but this thing where you and I as children of God function and follow with the Holy Spirit and recognize when He's leading us and guiding us, there's protection in that. There's protection for you, me, your entire family. Amen? You won't be at places you shouldn't be at. Well, thank God He's the leader, Amen? So let's take a look at this. You guys ready? We, want, we may not get through this today. We may have to get through it tomorrow or next Sunday, but we'll get there, all right? And notice this, what it says in Romans. It says, Romans chapter 8, Therefore, brothers, we are not debtor, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you by the Spirit put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. My first point is all family members should follow. All family members should follow. All Say it with me. All family members should follow. Now, I got a question for you. Do all your kids follow everything that you want them to do? <laughs> no, they don't, right? It's in our nature. We want to we wanna do it our way, right? It's my thing. I can do what I want to do. <laughs> right? We want to do it our way, right? But as a parent, do you have your child's best interest at heart? God has our best interest at heart. God's interested in you as his child. He's interested in you. He's got his, your best interests. And so the Holy Spirit, you and I, we should learn to follow him as children of God. Amen? You know, if you have problems following your parents and you kind of was a stinker, is the way I want to say it, Right? If you were a stinker as a kid and didn't follow your your parents very well, you know. But now uh, in the family of God, don't be a stinker. Because if you're a stinker, you're going to stink up your life <laughs> by not following the word of God or following the spirit of God. Amen. Notice this. <clears throat> we are not to be led by fear. When you're in fear and you're led by fear, most of the time you're about ready to make a bad decision. We are not to be led by the opinions of others. 
Well, I'm going to call my friend up and I'm going to ask her what she thinks about this. I mean, you know, it's okay to maybe get some wisdom from someone, but we're not led by the opinions of others, right? We are not led by circumstances. We are not led by money. Uh, we, we are not led by the crowd. And we're certainly not led by the little spurts, not experts, the little spurts that lead the world today, right? <laughs> we are led as children of God. We are led by the Word of God and we're led by the Spirit of God. Can I at least get an amen there, right? Amen. amen. And when we learn as children of God to be led, because, you know, you'll come up against financial pressures and things like that, you know, and that's sometimes that's just that's just part of life. Right. But I remember I was in Oklahoma and I was in Bible school and there was a couple there and uh, uh, American Airlines has a big their hub is in Dallas, uh, Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth area. And then they had a lot of planes. They had a a place where they worked on planes, I think, back in the day there in Tulsa and had an operation there. And he was attending a church, and we went to church together, and they had a school of the Bible, like a Sunday school class, and he'd be there and his wife and kids and stuff. And I remember he said to me, he goes, I'm moving. I go, well, you're moving? Where are you going to? I go, moving to Dallas. You're moving to Dallas? He goes, yeah. I go, why are you moving to Dallas? Well, I got, you know, they want me to come down there, and they're going to pay me, uh, I think it was $4 an hour more to do my job down there. They need help, and so we're going. And I remember thinking like, but did God tell you to do that? And so he moved his family down there, and I didn't see him. Then about nine months later, ten months later, something like that, I saw him and he was in church. And I go, hey, how you doing? I said, you home visiting? He goes, no, we moved back. I go, why'd you move back? He goes, that was the worst move we ever made in our lives. Worst move we ever made in our lives. He goes, we got down there, the school systems, where we found the house at, were terrible. He goes, my kids, you know, were being bullied and, and you know, financially, the cost of living, traffic, the lifestyle. We couldn't find a church. We couldn't find a church that we liked or the church that preached like what we wanted, needed and stuff. He goes... I just said, God, I made a mistake and I'm moving my family back. Well, aren't you glad that he made a correction? Amen. It's just good to check in. If you're making a major decision in your life, it's good just to check in with God. It's worth at least praying about. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is the lead man. Amen. Go with me to uh, uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 4. Luke's Gospel, the fourth chapter, please. Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, verse number 1. This is the story about Jesus, and he's our example. Is Jesus a good example for us to follow, right? And then Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, verse number 1, it says this, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. Everyone say, led by the Spirit. Everyone say, led by the Spirit. Is this Jesus? Was Jesus led by the Spirit? Is he our brother? He's our elder brother, right? In the Lord, right? 
He's our Savior and Lord, right? Now, surely if he's going to be led by the Spirit, shouldn't we be led by the Spirit? And Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Stop right there. How many of you know, uh, I don't like wilderness. Who wants to go to a wilderness, right? I like Holiday Inn. <laughs> I don't like tent in wilderness. Right? Why'd you say that? Did you know the Holy Spirit sometimes lead you maybe where you don't want to go? But as God, is he interest, is the Father interested in your best interest, right? God gave us Jesus. Jesus gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives us nine spiritual gifts, right? And so this is a great system when you and I are led. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and being tempted for 40 days by the devil. Woo, in the wilderness, tempted for 40 days. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when, he, when they had ended, he was hungry. Wow. Amen. And then we saw the temptation. Jesus passed the test. Woo. Did you know that you can be on a fast, and if you're being led by God, that the Holy Spirit will be there, and the Holy Spirit will help you deal with the devil? Look at this, verse 14. Jump down to verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Did Jesus have some power? Does the Holy Spirit have power? So when we're led, that's a good thing, right? And so we, Jesus would talk about sheep. Remember, Jesus would use things like sheep. How many know we all understand what sheep are like, right? Man, how do I get all this out? So, we're supposed to be led like sheep, and he's the shepherd we follow, right? Jesus said, my sheep, what? Hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger? Are you in the family of God? So then settle it this morning, you can hear from God. Turn your, find someone, look him in the eye and say, you can hear from God. Come on, you can hear from God. This thing where you say, I have trouble hearing from God, contradicts what the Word of God says. We're in the sheepfold, we hear from God. Amen? We hear the Holy Spirit speaking. Right? Jesus heard from the Holy Spirit, or from God, and was led by the Spirit of God to go into the wilderness. Did you know it's lonely when you're by yourself in the wilderness? Amen? It's lonely, isn't it, right? It's you out there. Maybe it's you and the tender wolves. <laughs> or maybe the bears or wherever you're at in the wilderness. Uh, the moose, I don't know, but it can be lonely out there, right? Did you know that, how do I want to say this? Just because you feel lonely doesn't mean that you're alone. So then we can take the pressure off other people. Sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, people uh, get into a situation where they get older in their nursing home and they say, I'm just so lonely here. My kids forgot about me. If you're a child of God and you're in the family of God, you are never alone. That's right. That's right. You just have to learn to tap into 
the Holy Spirit because he's the comforter and he will help you. Amen? That's great news when you have a loved one that's died and you feel like there's a loss in your life. The Holy Spirit's there to comfort you and help you and he's your companion in life. Amen? Did you know every place I go, the Holy Spirit goes with me? Because I'm in the family. Amen? Every place you go, the Holy Spirit's with you because you're in the family. And if we're in the family, then we should be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a great tour guide. He knows where all the best places to eat are at. <laughs> Amen? He knows exactly what neighborhoods to stay out of. Amen. John's Gospel, you don't have to turn there. John's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 38 says this. He who believes in me as the scripture has said, out of his belly or heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not uh, yet glorified. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit. Out of his belly shall flow, everyone say, rivers. A living water. While I look at that scripture, the Holy Spirit is inside you. And so we need to learn to be led from the inside, not the outside. We're led by what's in our heart, what's in our spirit. Amen? Amen? They, King James says, out of the belly shall flow rivers of living water. Well, sometimes I got too much Burger King in my belly. <laughs> Don't be led by the burger. Be, re- be led by the Spirit of God, amen? But he's on the inside of you. Why did I say that? We need to start learning as children of God, for the Holy Spirit to have a full impact in our lives, we need to learn to start looking inside and not out here. Because out here, everything will say, quit your job. Out here, everything will say, you know what, you're just not going to make it in life. This is, you're just, you know, you're not going to make it. Out here, it'll say you're going to die, right? Out here, it'll say there's, there's no way out. But the Holy Spirit knows the way out. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Spirit will lead you to where the job's at. I, I, don't. Be like me. It took me a while to learn these things. We grow and develop. Just start where you're at. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Just start where you're at and start looking on the inside for leadership and guidance. And he will help you. Amen? When I used to buy cars, I'd never ask God about a car. You know what I did? I started asking God, should I buy this car or not? And then the Holy Spirit started leading me, and it has saved me a lot of problems. So the vehicle we had, we just had to get a vehicle not too long ago. The vehicle before that, I ended up putting 315,000 miles on that vehicle and didn't have any issues with it being in the shop. Now, I didn't get there. I had to start learning to listen to God. One time I was buying this vehicle, I told my wife, I said, this is great. I drove home. I said, this is a great vehicle. She looked at it and said, it's a great vehicle. And I'm thinking like, no, my God, I'm going to go and buy this vehicle. Because the guy let me take it home. He goes, take it home, let your wife look at it. It wasn't that far away. I took it home, let my wife look at it. She thought it was great. And then I got in and I started praying. And it didn't take one minute. 
And all I heard on the inside of me was the word lemon. Buy this and it will squeeze your wallet. (laughs) I thought, lemon? One minute of prayer time on the inside of me. It was like these words came up in my spirit. Lemon, don't buy this. So I went online and I purchased a Carfax report just to prove that it was God. I knew it was God, but I proved it. So that car had been in the shop. It had been like 28 times in the shop in one year. There was a piece of junk. And I saved myself a lot of problems. Amen? Just start where you're at. And he will help you. Amen? Just say, Holy Spirit, you know, there's things going on here at work. I don't know about all this. I don't, you know, they're talking about 401k and they're talking about this and that. What should, do you want me to invest in that and just kind of wait and see what he has to say about it? Are you guys getting this, right? So learn to look on the inside. The word led by is present tense particle in the Greek. So it could be translated this way, as many as are continually being led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We are to be continually led by the Spirit of God. That's the way we'd read in the original Greek. Point number two, I would say number two. two. Learning to move or, or learning to be led by the Spirit of God means that you have to yield to him. Everyone say yield. You have to yield. You know, when you come to a yield side, you know what you're supposed to do? Yield. And you yield to the person that has the right of way or the authority, right? And so the Holy Spirit has the authority, and we need to learn to yield to him. Everyone say yield. We let him go first, and then we follow. Amen. And so yielding is is really, really important. Yielding, I looked it up. I like this in the Britannica Dictionary. It says, to allow something, to allow something to be taken or controlled by another person or group. You're allowing something to control or lead or group to lead. That's one definition of the word yield. Another definition, uh, when there's no object in the sentence, it means to agree to do or accept something that you have been resisting. <laughs> to agree or to do or to accept something that you have been resisting to stop trying to resist or oppose something. Amen? So you're really good at that. <clears throat> You know, at Thanksgiving time, how many you know turkey smells good? <laughs> and I yield to the bird. <laughs> I yield to the stuffing, to the mashed potatoes and gravy. Hallelujah, right? But the Holy Spirit may say, you know what? You're going to blow your diet. <laughs> we learn to yield to something one way or another. Notice, Jesus was led by the Spirit, but he didn't yield to temptation. Amen? Is my mic on? (laughs) 
Did you know that you can learn not to yield to temptation, but yield to what the Spirit of God would have you to say or do in that situation, right? Uh, notice this. Romans chapter 8, verse 12 says, Therefore, brother, we are not debtors. We are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So in order to yield, you're going to have to deal with your flesh. Now, your flesh likes comfort. My flesh likes it when it's easy. I like it when it's easy peasy. <laughs> right? I like it when it's comfortable. But do you know, like an eagle, to get the birds out of the nest, the nest is nice and got feathers and got leaves and stuff like that. And when the, the, the little eaglets stay too long in the nest, the mama eaglet starts pulling out all the things that keep the bird comfortable. Then all of a sudden, the thorns start kicking in. Because <laughs> they're trying to get it out of the, the, she's trying to get the bird to fly, right? You know, if you don't want the stray cat to come to your house, don't give it milk every day. You guys understand that, right? Because it will show up at your house every day. And you'll have Garfield in 10 days living at your house. And so you have to do something with your flesh because your flesh wants to have it your way. Your flesh wants to take the easy road. But God may take you down the road that seems like it's a little bit hard, but that's the best way that you should go. This is a great message, Pastor Mo. Thank you. I hope I know you're getting something out of this. Yeah. Yield. Your flesh will rise up on the inside of you. The old man. How many know we're new creatures in Christ, right? We die. We're a new creature, right? And so the old you passed away, but sometimes our old thinking and habits haven't passed away, right? So I was working a job, and while I was gone, my boss decided to uh, demote me while I was gone. I was in Bible school, and I was gone, and it was spring break, and we took a trip, went back home, and when I came back, I was demoted. I was working at this fine dining Italian restaurant, and I was dining room manager, and I came back, and the owner, he was Egyptian, and he was an absolutely outstanding chef, and he owned the restaurant. And he says, you know, while you're gone, by the way, while you're gone, I replaced you. I mean, um, your flesh wants to say things. <laughs> My flesh wants to tell him where he could take his stinking job. But the Holy Spirit says, don't do that. If you do that, you're going to mess it up. Okay. So, but you can still hang on as a waiter. So I said, fine. I took the job as a waiter. I mean, I don't have that many more months before school's out and I'll be done anyway. So I'll, I need employment. I need to feed my family. Fine. I'll take the waiter's job. Did you know that I made more money as a waiter than what he was paying me as a manager? And you had to report your tips. And so I went to him and I reported my tips so that they can withhold taxes out of my paycheck and stuff. And he says, he goes, he goes, you didn't make this much money. I go, yes, I did. He goes, that's more than I'm paying. He goes, you're lying. You're just trying to get back at me. I said, no, 
that's how much money I actually made. I'm supposed to be truthful with my income on my taxes. And, you know, and I said, God takes care of me. I know that you felt like this person needed to replace me. And I ended up making more money. It's a good thing I didn't tell him what to do with his job. That's a good thing for you to not tell people what they can do with their job. <laughs> right? Everyone say, I yield. I yield to the promptings of God. I yield to the Holy Spirit of God. It's easy for me to yield. It's easy for me to put the foot on the brake. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah. Something about learning to yield. Man. We can develop ourselves to the point we're really sensitive that it doesn't take a whole lot for God to get us to go a different direction or for him to speak to us. We learn to be sensitive. I don't know a whole lot about horses. I just know they're big and they leave messes behind. <laughs> and I know don't stand up behind a horse because he could kick you. But I noticed this, that I grew up in Kentucky and they had horse farms there and they had jockeys that would, they would raise these thoroughbreds to race and stuff like that. But a good horse, you know, with a jockey on it, a jockey could just take, the reins of that horse just take and hold it and just brush the side of that horse and that horse would know what to do. Very sensitive. One, There's oneness with the horse and the rider. There's a oneness there. And they didn't have to whip the horse. Sometimes when I watch the Kentucky Derby, you'll see a jockey that's just whipping and beating that horse to get that horse to go faster. And then there are horses where that jockey just just a little tug on the reins and that horse knows, give it the gas, amen. How many know we want to be that type, right? We want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And when we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we can yield ourselves. Amen. Man, it's good. It's good when we just yield ourselves. Then when we learn to yield ourselves, then God can use us more. Amen. I notice this, that people that are stubborn like mules, they don't get used of God a whole lot. You know, it's okay as you're a kid. You know, as a kid, kids can be stubborn and say no. Ever notice the first words kids learn is no? <laughs> no. And then, yeah, mine, mine and no. And then anyone that uses any kind of uh, filthy language, they pick that up immediately. <laughs> right? But, you know, as a kid matures, you know, being stubborn and not yielding comes with consequences. Like when mom told you don't touch the hot stove and you touch the hot stove and then you got to burn. You got an owie. Because you didn't yield, right? So we want to grow and mature and learn to become sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leadings, his guidance, his promptings. 
And then as we become sensitive, then God can use us. And then you're walking through the grocery store, you're over at Walmart, you're going down the li- uh, an aisle, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will prompt you and say, go over there and tell that person about me. And then someone comes into the kingdom of God because we are yielded. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. As family members, I'm closing, I guess. I'm not going to get to my other points. But as family members, let's just learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. He's the lead man. He's the, he's, it's not God. God the Father isn't here. Jesus isn't here, but his Holy Spirit is here. And he lives on the inside of every believer. And so it's good to look on the inside and ask for directions from God, and he'll lead you and guide you. And if you'll trust him, if you'll trust his leadership, you'll find your life will improve. If you trust his leadership, you'll find your finances will improve. If you trust his leadership, there's safety and there's grace. If you'll trust his leadership, you'll not abandon the course and you'll run the race. If you trust the leadership of God, he'll exalt you and promotion will come your way. So trust the spirit of God because he knows the way. Amen. Amen. Trust him. Stand your feet, please. Praise God. Hallelujah. We made progress today. Amen. We didn't get it all there, but we'll, I mean, oh, we got time, right? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you have need of in your life. But as we close out this service today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer, okay? And if you need direction for your life, I just want you to practice this. We're going to put into practice what we heard today. So say this with me. Say, Father. Father. Say this with me. Say, Father. Father. In the name of Jesus. I believe that you know what's best for me. I believe that you know the way that I should go. So today, I ask for the Holy Spirit of God to lead me, to lead me to the answer to lead me to receiving from you. I thank you for clear direction. And I'm willing to submit myself to his leadership. He'll lead. I'll follow. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, expect God to lead you. Expect him to talk to you this week about where you need direction at, what it is you need to do, how to receive from the Father, and he'll lead you and guide you. Amen? We're in the family of God, so we're led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope you got something out of this today. Amen. Got anything? You got something? There you go. There's a song that goes.
I trust you, I trust you, I trust you, Lord, I do. Never even worry that I might not make it through because I trust you, oh, I trust you, I trust you, Lord, I do. Because I know you love me, I will always trust in you. Amen. Amen. One more time. <laughs> I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Lord, I do. I never even worry that I might not make it through because I trust you. Oh, I trust you. I trust you, Lord, I do. Because I know you love me, I will always trust in you. And that is a good reason to trust in him because he always loves you. And he always loves me. Amen. I missed that in my notes. Thank you, honey. <laughs> All right. God loves you. God bless you. Turn around, shake hands with two or three people. You're dismissed. Have a wonderful day.